and welcome to the Dive into Reiki podcast. Today we have a special episode and I'm super grateful I have the team of Reiki Unified joining us. And this is a nonprofit organization that is really helping us organize to see about the legislation and see how we can protect our freedom uh, to practice Reiki the way we want and also without having uh, to go through a lot of legislation. So I'll ask them to introduce themselves as they're wonderful. And I'll start with Susan Mitchell. Hi, Susan, thank you so much. Hi, Natalie, it's delightful to be here and also with my cohorts. Yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. And then, so please everybody, if they can mute and turn off the camera unless they're Reiki Unified, because this is really gonna be them talking for at least the first part, then we may open it to questions later on. So I've been practicing Reiki since 1978. I was trained in first and second degree by Hawaii Takata. Um, and I was the director for 10 years of the Reiki Alliance. I've edited for a few Reiki magazines and <clears throat> edited um, the kind of memorial book for Phyllis Faramoto called In Her Own Voice. I'm working, I, no, I'm not working, that would be inaccurate. I am soon to begin to work on <laughs> Hawaii Takata's memoir um, and prepare that for publication. And I have a practice in uh, Spokane and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, yeah, that's me. Thank you so much, Susan. And we appreciate so much your beautiful work with the books. I can't wait to read those memoirs when you start on them. Um, being Because there is not a lot of that material, so I really appreciate. And I really admire like your work and how much you have been consistent. As you said, always accurate. I love that you use the word accurate, right? But thank you so much for that. So we're also welcoming today Helen Williams, <clears throat> who is also part of the organization. Hi, Helen. Hi, Natalie. Thanks so much for having us here today. So um, I am a registered nurse uh, and I've been a Reiki practitioner and teacher since 2007. Um, my main focus has always been Reiki and healthcare because I practiced Reiki um, in a hospital setting for a long time as well as hospitals and hospices. And I, I love getting the word out there about using Reiki in that way. Um, my lineage is Yusui Reiki Rioho course, like everybody's is pretty much. Um, my teacher is Francina, and um, I'm just happy to be here today. Uh, I think we all come from a little bit different lineage, uh, and we're just coming together so we can share this information that's important to all practitioners. Thank you so much, Helen. And if you have been listening to this podcast for a while or watching it, Helen was actually the first interview. So if you want, you can review uh, that episode, and it's quite lovely. So next on my screen, Christopher. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Christopher. Thank you so much for having us, Natalie. Uh, Christopher Tejas, and I'm a San Francisco-based uh, Reiki master. I have a private practice uh, here. I've been uh, practicing Reiki since 2010 and uh, teaching Reiki since uh, 2016. And uh, I'm super happy to be part of Reiki Unified. Uh, and I'm delighted to be here today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying yes and organizing this and doing all the wonderful work you do. So I'm really grateful. And we complete the team today with Rita. Hi, thank you so much for having us on. Um, greatly appreciate it. Um, I am a Reiki master and teacher and I'm based in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, have been involved in the opposition um, efforts to legislation that has been um, filed in the state many times to license um, not only Reiki, but um, alternative and complementary health practitioners. Thank you so much, Rita, for introducing yourself and leading that charge to protect our rights, right? Because it starts with one state, but then it spreads and, and then I'll be, I don't know, teaching like we are yoga Reiki one day. So thank you so much. 
So I, I know what Reiki Unified is, but many of the people watching this podcast or listening to it may not really know what Reiki Unified is. So I don't know which of you four would like to take this one and explain very easily what Reiki Unified is and what it's looking to, what it's trying to do. And you can then jump right. each other and complement each other. Don't be shy. This is a conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you, Natalie. So uh, again, my name is Christopher. Um, I'm going to be answering this question today. So uh, Reiki Unified, uh, our mission essentially is to unite the United States Reiki community to oppose state regulation. Um, and the way that we, we do this uh, is by educating our community on why regulating Reiki will hurt our practice and everything that is coinciding with any potential legislation uh, within various states. And we do that by educating people through our website, through our newsletters, and through social media. Uh, we also uh, do lots of petitions and letter writing campaigns and help people understand how to work with the legislators. Um, so, you know, our tagline is, uh, you may have noticed in our logo, it says that together we are stronger. And we decided that that's really important because the, the reality is that we have over 150 styles of Reiki and we need to be able to unite together uh, so that we can maintain our autonomy of our practice. Uh, essentially, we're stronger together uh, compared to some of each of our parts. So uh, uh, we're super happy to be here today. We'll talk more about uh, what's going on uh, within potential legislation that's coming forth. Thank you, Christopher. And I think it's a pity this legislation bringing us together, but beyond once we solve that, I think it's also a beautiful goal. Again, many lineages to really have common goals and come together as a community versus sometimes being so divisive, right? So, or like going over details that don't matter, but really taking this as an opportunity to actually improve as a community. So sometimes that's what challenges are. So when I first saw it, I'm like, well, licensing is not a bad idea. You know, maybe it's gonna take a few wackos out of there. And then I saw some of the educational materials you had, I was like, oh, this is really, really important not to have this legislation, right? So a little bit, uh, who can explain a little bit um, what is happening about the, the license requirements? And I think it's starting in Massachusetts, right? So who wants to explain a little bit what is happening? Okay, um, thank you. Uh, Massachusetts, <clears throat> has had bills drafted um, for the last five legislative sessions. This year, the state attorney general, Mara Healy, has redrafted the old one, which was S-168, an act regulating body works, and refiled it as an act regulating alternative healing therapies. And the identical bill has been filed in the House and in the Senate to ensure its passage. The purpose of the bill, according to the Attorney General's office, is to create a regulatory structure for alternative healing therapies to prevent criminals from using them as fronts for human trafficking. So Reiki being included in this is, it's ridiculous because there hasn't been a conviction, okay, of a Reiki practitioner um, for human trafficking in Massachusetts for the last, um, we had an attorney look it up, okay? And it was for the last 15 years, which is as far back as the records went, if not ever. So um, historically, we were not included in some of the earlier versions of the bill. And I really don't know how we got into them. Um, originally, it, they started as an act to strengthen the anti-human trafficking law. And what they're not seeing, okay, is up on the Attorney General's website is a, um, a report 
that identifies from a national organization. It's, it's called the Polaris Group. And it identifies human trafficking um, by organized crime. And they will say that um, there may be a massage place that's connected to a dry cleaner that may be connected to a shoe repair place. And this is in multiple towns and the legitimate businesses launder the money for the human trafficking rings. Oh, so most Reiki practitioners are sole practitioners. You know, we don't work out of these venues. So um, also we don't you know, launder a lot of money. Right? <laughs> now this is, it, this law is particularly onerous because you cannot volunteer in a hospital or a hospice without a license. You can only work on your immediate family members. You can't help your neighbors or your friends without a license. So even Reiki one will be affected. Oh Everyone. God. Everyone. How much, just out of curiosity, and how much will a license cost? Okay, um, we don't have exact figures yet, but a licensure fee is, you know, a hundred or several hundred, but it's going to hit the teachers hard because there's a $5,000 bond, a thousand dollars, um, to apply for a license to teach and more thousands to have your program approved and every teacher, okay? Like if I had someone come help me, that person was going to have to be licensed. So we figure around $8,000 to get a program approved. So it's gonna put a lot of people out of business. Well, it's not me, I'm the first one. <laughs> And, you know, it's going to affect the public in their health care choices. And um, it, it's going to affect people's ability to earn a living. And another thing is the bill, the way it's set up in Massachusetts, is it's under um, the Massage Therapy Board. And there will be three massage therapists and two practitioners from like 150 modalities. So it's going to be massage that's going to be setting the standards for the way we practice the educational standards for our teaching programs. And, um, you know, it's just going to hurt more than 150 different types of Reiki if they try to standardize it. Especially because small classes where, for example, many teachers have very small classes because either we live in small cities or we have, or we enjoy small classes and you cannot afford $8,000 if you really live of small classes versus 25. So beyond everything else, you're also gonna affect the way we teach even everywhere. Right, and you may have to take additional courses because if massage is setting it, you know, I mean, what they've done in other states is you have to be a licensed massage therapist to practice Reiki. Like in Florida. Yeah. Ooh, so if I'm not in Massachusetts, I'm like, okay, Rita, nice meeting you, good luck. I live in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, I don't know if, well, why should I care? Like what could happen if they pass it in Massachusetts for people who live in other states? And I don't know who wants to take that question if you're gonna- I'll keep take that one. Perfect. So um, once, once legislation passes in one state, it's very common for other states to quickly follow. So we've already seen, you know, Massachusetts came up, um, I think it was September, um, is that correct, Susan? When did Massachusetts's legislation when did that bill get submitted? January. Yeah. January. January. Okay, January. January. So um, already since then, we've already seen bills in Oregon um, and Vermont. So 
these things happen very quickly that one state catches on to that and the other states start to, to follow behind them. And the other thing that we have to think about too now is it's not only state initiatives. We're seeing these things in uh, counties and cities, towns. Uh, the city and county of Sacramento recently passed um, an ordinance. Um, even where I am in Pennsylvania, um, you know, Pennsylvania, where we kind of think probably no, nothing's ever going to happen in there. In Abington, PA, there's an ordinance on the that they're trying to push through uh, that you must be licensed to be a Reiki practitioner. And if there's a fine of up to $1,000 in jail time, okay, if you don't have a license. Even jail time? So this is, yes, up to 10 days of jail time. Yeah. Okay. So now the, the worst place. You know how Rikers, how crazy Rikers is right now. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. It's not a time where we need to like be relaxed and rest on our laurels. Yeah. Even in Massachusetts, there's 14 cities and towns that require licensure for people to practice Reiki and other holistic services. So it's, you know, this is, it's a serious thing. It's not just a state initiative. Sometimes it can be a city county initiative. So we have to really keep our eyes open. No, and I think, you know, probably 90% of Reiki practitioners, Reiki one, and you think it won't affect me teaching, but if you cannot even offer it to your neighbors, then it really affects like every person, whoever takes a training. It's, you know, because those exactly. who jail just, or like relieving a headache from a friend. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So we we can't just say oh, it's just Massachusetts. You know, everyone's worried about Massachusetts, which they are. We need to be like proactive and really follow what's happening in our towns, in our counties, in our states. So basically, it's really affecting uh, our capacity to offer to teach. Is there any other freedom that we see? Like, is there anything that we gain from having licensure or any other freedom we may lose beyond, which is already basically, you took me completely out, but is there anything else that we should consider as a consequences from licensing? I don't see anything positive. <laughs> I really feel that it's detrimental. You know, I mean, there's this idea, right? That licensing gives you credibility. Yeah. But when you scratch the surface, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, people who have professions where there's physical harm, doctors, nurses, licensing can make sense um, that there is some, you know, very basic minimum standard. And yet, even then, I think it's, you know, um, accidents, misdiagnosis, mistreatment in hospitals is like the third leading cause of death. So it, it does not um, create the best practitioner. And we all know that. When we go to look for, for a professional, I mean, who, what do you do? You do research and you probably talk to people you know for a referral. Um, so I just think this notion is misconceived. And when we really look at the nature of our practice in Reiki, um, It does not lend itself to standardization or uniformity. You know, we're, I think we're blessed that there is so much diversity in Reiki. And, um, you know, that cannot be sustained in a licensing environment because there are specific courses, there are specific ways you teach. This is all defined by other people, not by us. And, you know, for me, when it comes to standards of practice, if we want to respect one another as practitioners, we need to foster that diversity, not shut it down. So, you know, there are these deeply embedded issues that I think that it's not the first thing you think about when you say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we were all licensed? Um, the other, you know, another facet is that 
virtually everybody who practices Reiki um, experiences it as spiritual practice. And spiritual practice flourishes because of that inner relationship, not adhering so much to externals. You know, the form has its place, and I'm certainly a traditionalist in that respect. And simultaneously, that is, that is not the whole story. I mean, we're trained to listen to our hands. We're trained to listen to our intuition. You know, Hawaii Takata always said, this is the practice, watch my hands and let Reiki teach you, listen to your hands. You know, so this paradox is a treasure. And I, I mean, I think all of us, you know, have that experience, but I'm very concerned that that will be the thing over time that we lose because the emphasis will be on the externals, how you, how you treat um, different coursework you have to take, you know, um, and, and we'll lose that part. No, this is, for me, when you're saying it's super deeply concerning because we also, there is already a vision of Reiki, I diagnose, I heal, but we're really not doing the work. So the more beyond, obviously, the cost of the license, the loss of diversity, we're also shifting the practice to almost alternative medicine versus spiritual practice. That for me is deeply concerning because at the end, we're just placing our hands and allowing and supporting someone's process, but it's not our own. Mm -hmm. but, and the head is very strange, as you say, if the externals become almost very standardized, like almost like health provider, then we will, there is a shift that is probably not the best for the practice as well, which yeah. I, for me, I consider it a potential tragedy. I mean, I, uh, I really, you know, <laughs> feel so deeply about um, what we can lose in this kind of an environment. And the other thing you see legislatively is that the people who are making these decisions are not people who understand anything about Reiki practice. Mostly they, they don't is there know what it is at all. Not even one Reiki practitioner? Yeah, no. <laughs> because like, for example, that is, you know, I'm, I'm really not looking forward to this, but if I have people like you of Reiki Unified, right, that come from different lineages, whom I deeply respect and have a deep knowledge, like, for example, you studied with Hawaii Takata, right, like, I will trust you to choose my curriculum, I may not agree, but I will respect the choice that went into it, but if someone who doesn't have that training, that background, or doesn't even practice Reiki will choose my curriculum, after I train in Japan, and I've been practicing for years, I will, I will not respect that, you know, it's, it's also like beyond everything, the fact that people making those decisions may not be mm -hmm. equipped to take it, right? Right. It's so, oh my God. Yeah. So I think as we, as we look at the implications, you know, it's like, this is the pivotal or critical part is that for most of us, me and me included, I, I've never done anything like this. I've never read a bill in my life until Reiki Unified, and nor did I ever want to. <laughs> and often I still don't want to, but, <laughs> but it's like when you start to read it and see the kind of thinking um, that is such a miss for the practice that, that we do. Um, yeah. And that a lot of times things can be ambiguous in bills. So they may say, you will need to take this course, this course. No, you will need to take courses such as this, this, this. And 
present. What are you not saying? You may have to take another 10 later on. Well, and you will, because you'll have to renew your license if it's following the massage therapy model, which a lot of these bills do. Oftentimes they just fold all the other um, complementary practices into the massage frame. I, I am speechless because I, I was... I was concerned and, you know, now I'm like, I'm even like, I'm grieving, I'm concerned, I have all my emotions coming up because I think you brought to life all like different layers of it that I, even with that training that I did with you, hadn't seen. I had seen the cast, I had seen the loss of diversity, which I was not aware, but of this part was also shifting from spiritual to more externals. And then this that you're saying is really something that should concern all of us, as well as the fact that it affects Reiki one as well, right? So what are you doing? Because then you came together already fighting this. So what a little bit are you doing and how can we all support you? I don't know who wants to take that. Uh, Helen, Rita, I think Christopher is having trouble with the signal. So feel free to jump. Rita is looking like she's smiling. Uh, as, As far as like being practitioners wanting to help, uh, the one, the most important thing you can do today, right now, uh, or right after the podcast, is sign the change.org petition that we have on the ReikiUnified.com site. Um, so that's the, the opposing the legislation in Massachusetts. So you don't have to live in Massachusetts. You can still sign that petition. Right now, we have about 13,092, I checked this afternoon, but we need many, many more. We, we need like at least 20, $25,000, that's $25,000, 25,000 practitioners. <laughs> we'll take $25,000. Everybody's going to talk to teach if we don't sign it, right? <laughs> no, no, we need a lot of more practitioners to sign on because they need to see that we are all united and we're all feeling very strong about our practice because we will be needing to do these petitions for every single place we find out that this is happening because legislators need to know there's a large group of people who are not happy about what's happening to their practice. Um, So yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't cost anything to sign on to that petition. Um, We also have detailed information on the website, reikiunified.com about the bills that have been presented thus far. Uh, So every time a bill is presented, we create a page about that. Uh, We provide a link to your legislators so you can write to the legislators and don't get nervous about writing to them because we also provide samples, uh, sample letters, how to talk to your legislators. Um, It makes it very easy to understand. There's talking points. So we've made it really easy for people to get this information. Um, so we also do a monthly update. So if you go on Reiki Unified and sign up for, to be one of our supporters, you will get the monthly update about what's happening currently, uh, in the United States. Um, and how do we find out about those things that are happening in the United States? Well, uh, another way, another thing you can do is connect with other Reiki practitioners that, you know, in your state, outside of your state, other holistic practitioners, because again, these bills are just not for Reiki. They're for other things too, like Qigong and polarity therapies and other kind of energy therapies. So talk to people because they might know where other things are happening. And we, we need to find those things too. So we need you to connect with those communities. Um, we also will do Zoom presentations, just like we're doing for you tonight, Natalie. So um, if somebody wants a presentation for the group, we're willing to do that as well. Um, And then we also need uh, just people to be proactive in their state. Uh, You can find that legislative information on the website for your state. Um, And we we would really love to have volunteers. We can uh, connect connect with us on Reiki Unified and we can show you how to check the legislative things that are coming up in your state. We need to be checking those like once a week because things happen very quickly. Sometimes these bills get passed through very quickly. They don't want anyone to know they're happening. Um, so uh, we just, that's another way that you can help. Um, so yeah, we just need to keep our eyes and ears peeled and open and help each other out, really come together as a community. 
I, and I love that you made it so simple for all of us, right? Because I basically will not know. I can sign a petition, but all the rest contacting like my legislator, I will not know what to write. So I think it's really great we have that. Uh, for the petition, we're trained to get from 13, uh, almost 14,000 to 20, 25,000. Uh, what is the deadline for that? So we also give people like, okay, don't forget so much because we actually need those signatures pretty soon, probably, right? Right. Yeah. It, it's totally urgent because <laughs> in Massachusetts, um, where this petition is aimed, okay, it goes to every member of the committee that the bill is before. So right now the bill is with the Joint Committee on Consumer Protection and Professional Licensure. And every time someone signs the petition, their email goes to every member of that committee. And that committee in Massachusetts, every bill that's filed has a public hearing. And they only have, I, I think, six bills left that haven't been heard. And this is one of them. So it could be right after Thanksgiving or the week after. So it's urgent that we get those signatures. Perfect. So yes, that's and since we have the holidays a few days in the US, you know, it's great for people to take five minutes and do it. I did it like in two minutes, like it was super fast mm -hmm. because and I will be sharing beyond the Reiki Unified link, I will be sharing a direct link to the petition. So if people just want to go directly and do that in the podcast notes, I'll do that as well. I have a question. If I live outside of the US, can I sign that petition or is only US-based people who can sign? You can also sign if you live outside the US. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to the actual hearing and testifying, this needs to be Massachusetts residents. But written testimony can also come from people beyond the state. That is lovely to know because I know some people live in Europe and they may say like, oh, those poor Americans are laugh, but they may end up, you know, if we don't fight it here and it starts to take up, it can go to other countries as well. Yeah, I just like to make a little comment about um, what has happened since February of this year. It's like, yes, there was Massachusetts and then there was Vermont, then there was the Sacramento event. And then there have been a flurry of other ones. There was Oregon, um, North Dakota. They're not all, it varies kind of what they're doing, but that we're on the radar and they want to at a minimum register us. And I think in most cases, registration just opens the door for licensing in, you know, a, another legislative session. What were some of those other states, Rita, where they were considering it that you had on your update? A whole bunch of them. Minnesota. I know there was something in New York, Minnesota. And Iowa, I believe as well. And that's just this year. And I mean, I, I don't think we've ever seen this before. Texas, I think that was another one. Because also for them, it's money coming in, right? So we see it, it may be like traffic or whatever, but if you think there are hundreds of thousands of Reiki practitioners, and if you can get a few hundreds from Reiki one and a few thousand per teacher, it's a lot of money. So we also have to understand that probably like some states are struggling with budget. I'm gonna say, of course I wanna do this, right? So it becomes even more attractive with what has happened in terms of economy. Yeah. Well, and actually, interesting research. You want to go ahead? <laughs> go ahead. You want to address it, Susan? Go well, ahead. There's, there's a lot of research about occupational licensing. And one of the things they find is that in the end, so many people quit working because they can't afford the fees that the states end up losing revenue from those people that they would have collected taxes from and and just throw in another piece the current administration and the last two trump obama and biden have all issued um either white papers or executive orders encouraging the states 
to pull back on the amount of occupational licensing that they are passing oh, wow. because they feel that it harms consumers and it harms small business people. I don't see the states listening, but... Um, Give us some of a, of a state, and in the same way, I, I like that you say, you know, it doesn't matter what Ricky lineage or where are your political beliefs, like we all align on this licensing thing is a bad thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. I love that at the end there is a unity, and I, I'm hoping that we can fight it and actually we become stronger as a community. Um, I'm kind of the optimist, right? I moved here with like $2,000 in a suitcase. So I still believe in the dream that you can actually become what you want. So I'm hoping there is that same freedom uh, for the rest of my life and for every practitioner training right now. But what I would love to see, because the first time I heard about it, the reason I'm like, well, you know, there are some people who are really not as responsible with the Reiki practice. And I think, you know, the way they communicate or the way they act or the train, some of the trainings are not ideal. So beyond this, once we fight this legislation, how do we come as a community more united, but also more accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've had friends, they say like, ah, they give me a children, I have a manual, but I have no idea what to do. So how do we take care of our community in a better way, right? Mm -hmm. We care for each other. So I don't know if there is any suggestions about that beyond you, team being the- We have a dream. We have a dream. <laughs> and that dream is that we bring together representation from as many different styles of Reiki as possible and major um, leaders and um you know, thought influencers to together look at how we define Reiki, like find what's the, where is that bottom line that we can all say yes to, create a definition of Reiki, create a code of ethics that works for all of us, create standards of care. So those are the basics. It's like, I, you know, personal hygiene, um, the way you set up your room so that it too is clean, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we do not define how you teach. We do not set standards of practice because there's too much diversity. But if we could do those three things, what I think would begin to come out of that is greater um, personal responsibility, um, capacity to more clearly articulate our practice, to um, respond in an ethical way, you know? Um, yeah. And then in addition to our own sense of personal responsibility and heightening that, I think that also heightens our sense of community responsibility and seeing, okay, what is it that people feel they need? And we can begin providing that. And I mean, personally, you know, it's not just the United States, it's the entire global Reiki community that we do this for. That's, that's our vision, where we want I, to. You just made my heart like smile and sing. And, and as you say, I've been starting to interview Reiki masters in Italy and other countries in Germany, and they face very similar challenges, right? So I think also, we're, as you say, we're leading the way here, but these are tools that can help other countries and also come together. I was learning a lot from someone in Italy, right? Like, at the end, it's a spiritual practice. And, and what I've noticed when I interview people from very different lineages, as long as they practice, we all come to the same conclusion, right? No matter what we, how we practice, what we practice, but it is really the same core of the practice that brings us together. That is if you practice. If you don't practice, we probably won't agree very much, <laughs> right? Because then we're in the head, we're not really in the space we want. 
So I'm, I'm actually excited. Obviously, I'm a little scared, but I'm so excited because I think this was needed as a community. We've grown so much and so fast in the last 15 years. So again, my optimist want to say like we're getting this so we can actually get what we need as a community once we pass this hurdle. Uh, before that, we do need to help. So if you're listening or watching this, please don't even think about it. Just go and sign that petition. And I have one more question regarding the petition. If I'm not a Reiki practitioner, can I also sign the petition? Absolutely, because this <laughs> circulated in the Qigong community. It's been circulated in many other modalities. So I can so, torture my family during Thanksgiving for it to sign oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I got all my friends and relatives <laughs> to sign it. You don't have to be a practitioner. You can be a consumer. You, you could just be someone who cares. So I also would like to encourage people to go to the Reiki Unified website and sign up to be a supporter of it, which costs nothing, okay? And you will receive um, our monthly updates on what's happening in all the different states. And also check out our Facebook page um, because we do a lot of posting on that and would love to have everyone follow it so we can keep you informed. I'm so grateful. And I would love like to open it to the room. We have a few people. So if you can put in the chat, if you have any questions regarding these, you know, they've been explained with a lot of clarity, but we all have different practices or different, you know, questions. So if you want to share any questions or any comment, please feel free to use the chat box. And someone is typing, so we'll see that. And well, the, they type, I just want to take another minute to really, really express how grateful I am uh, for you organizing this. Like this is your own time, your own life, and you're dedicated for the good of all of us. So there are no words to express my gratitude uh, towards your group. And I'm, I'm sure most people watching this and listening to this will feel the same. So big, big, big thank you. And I think they're still typing. Because I see Eileen typing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll give it a second. Christopher, do you, I don't know if you have a good signal. If you want to add something before we open it to questions. And then we'll go. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and uh, I think everyone can hear me. I'm so sorry that reception is kind of going in and out uh, where I am. Uh, and this has already been said. Uh, just want to point out all, all of the newsletters that we have put out are on our the news section of the website. Uh, so you can go and kind of read everything that's going on. And once uh, the Joint Commission re, uh, goes over the legislation, potential legislation in Massachusetts, we will have a, a sample letter uh, that people can um, fill out and send to the Joint Committee. And we're going to need a lot of people to participate in that. I'm, I'm pretty sure Rita said that already. Uh, but you can find out that information on the Facebook page, uh, as well as if you signed up, like everyone said, on the support page, we'll be sending out that information. Thank you so much, Christopher. I know I'm putting you on the spot because of your connection, but I just wanted to make sure we'll be and skip anything you wanted to add. And I do have two more questions. So one is, uh, if you're a nurse who has been practicing Reiki, uh, how will uh, this person be affected? So I don't know who wants to take this one. Helen, being the nurse. Uh, you know, as nurses, we're already licensed uh, and we are authorized to touch. So, right. um, you know, as far as I know, I don't know. I need some feedback from Susan and Rita actually about that question. Um, it, I don't it, think that we need a license also for Reiki. Um, being a, a licensed healthcare practitioner. I am not clear on that, Helene. Um, okay. In my readings of the bill, sometimes I think you do need it, and in other times I don't. And I think it depends on which bill I've read. Okay. Could I say something even though I'm not on the team or? Just um, I, Yes, thank you. Yeah, I went, I talked to the, to the license board in Connecticut 
for nursing. And this was during the summer. I told them what was happening in Massachusetts. They were clueless as to what was happening with Reiki, totally clueless. And they said to me, well, as far as we know, it's not standardized. However, don't do anything you're not licensed to do. And then they said, you got to go to the legislator of that. Do I want to ask the legislator and introduce something that I don't want? No. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen. That's actually <laughs> a great remark. It's, you know, like, so every deal is different. And it's funny when you say that, and I don't know, but probably I don't know, touching may be included, but teaching may not. So I think it's something we'll have more clarity as these bills develop with nurses is a good question to keep in mind for investigation. Because most of my clients and my students have come to me because I am a nurse. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Perfect. Oh, um, so you have another question is if we sign the petition, can we sign again? No. <laughs> no you could, it's funny because I was thinking to say like, could I sign with my middle name and a different email? <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I grew up in Venezuela. Something really tricky. <laughs> I think we're not going to answer that question now. I know, I know, but you know, we have to put a little bit like, you know, a little bit of weakness to the podcast, so we won't sign again officially. Um, at least, at least not on this petition. Yeah, well, there'll probably be many more petitions to come where you can sign over and over and over again. <laughs> exactly. As you say, there are many coming so we can keep our, our bread to sign a lot. In my case, I'm really just need to torture everybody I come across now for the next week. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll just make them sign like, what is this? It's okay, just sign it. And Thanksgiving is going to be fun. Perfect. So I did a drawing. I wanted to thank you all uh, because, again, your effort coming on the podcast and sharing all this wisdom with everybody, you know, your time is really valuable. So I did a little drawing. Uh, usually I do the drawing for one person, but I'm like, it's a whole team, right? So I went into your website and stole the logos. I hope you won't actually sue me for being inspired by your logo. <laughs> and I... Um, and hold on because I don't, I cannot see my screen. Okay, now I can see my screen. So I did a little version. Let me know if you can see it of the logo with some of the elements I use, which is very like nature, flowers, and the color silver oh. and gold, which stand for non-duality. So um. I so you can still recognize and also this coming together as oneness, right? So just a little version and I'll scan it and send to you. Thank you, Natalie. That's beautiful. You're welcome. And then you can decide among it, but you don't need to tell, you tell me later. We don't need to decide now if anyone wants, and if not, I'll keep it here, but I'll, I'll be sending you all of that. You are not forced to use that on a website or anywhere. It was just my pleasure. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed drawing these um, and I enjoyed really using your website. It's super easy. Again, I was the first person is like, I like the idea of license. And I remember telling that one. And I, you have opened my eyes and made it so simple that I was able to understand, sign the petitions and, and feel like I'm supporting. So I really encourage anyone uh, watching this podcast or listening to take action and not leave it for too late. Because as Rita said, they're reading those bills right now. So please, please, no matter where you're living, go to the podcast note, find that link and sign and I'll send virtual kisses to everybody who signs. I wish I could send a whole drawing, but that's 20,000 drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I want to close. I don't know if you want to add um, anything, all of you wonderful Reiki Unified team, anything that may have passed or just say goodbye. Thanks everyone for being here. And thanks Natalie for this amazing opportunity to really get the word out there. I know you have a lot of followers and you know, let your followers tell other people and everyone else and just share the information. But thanks so much for the opportunity. Thank you. I have something. Let's send Reiki to the cause that this will not go through. I don't know how to word this, but you know, mm -hmm. I don't know how to word it appropriately. Thank you, Eileen. That's very kind. Yeah, that 
this will not go through. It did not go through in Maryland in 2013. Perfect, thank you. Susan, Rita, Christopher, anything you would like to add? Smile, Christopher, you probably have no sound, but you can smile to camera. <laughs> well, you don't need to talk <laughs> your camera shows up. Yeah, just thank you so much, Natalie. And uh, if you have other friends who have podcasts, you can put in a word with them that we'd be happy to talk. So somehow, you know, just how we keep building the um, awareness. I think this is our, our big challenge. Yeah. yeah. In difficult times. Yes. People are carrying so much at this point, you know, that um, it's hard to stretch for some people to stretch any farther than they feel stretched. And, you know, my response to that is just think about how much you treasure your practice and take the energy from that to help out in whatever way you can. Thank you, Susan. That's beautifully said. And thank you so much. Rita, any final words? I'm obsessed with your glasses. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a very like spiritual, but I'm also very shallow. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to thank you again for the opportunity and for having us on. And just to encourage absolutely everyone, okay, and to recruit as many people as they can to go up to the Reiki Unified website to sign the petition because we have a one shot at this, okay? We've been successful four other times in knocking this bill down. We need their support to take and do it again. We really do. And the legislators said that it was only because we had such a strong opposition last time that it didn't go through. And this year it's totally different because everything's remote and there will not be a um, public hearing in person where we had you know, hundreds of people show up. So this year we have to take and let them know that we are against this. So I thank everyone for their support. Perfect. And people who are watching these are actually thank you all as a team for your work uh, to protect our rights. So there is a lot of comments. Thank you all. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I will keep talking with you like for ages. And I know I will be interviewing you one-on-one. -on -one. Rita, probably you also will be my victim next year. Already <laughs> Susan and Christopher on the blog. We're starting the year with them. So you're also going to be my victim next year. So that we'll go in more in depth for an hour on each of your journeys and stories. So thank you so much. Helen survived already. She can tell you it's okay. <laughs> it's all great. It's wonderful. It's always fun with you, Natalie. Thank you so much. Thank have you. a great night and have a wonderful holiday. If you're watching this on replay, have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Sending much love to all. Besos. Mm -hmm.